Hello, body of Christ. Hello, Christians. Hello, saved of God. The reason I'm mentioning that in that type of way is because I want to talk about on this subject. First of all, this is Joseph Brownlee on Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee and I have a program called Connecting the Dots. Uh, I have been not recording in a while because I'm in the process of uh, transitioning. I kept saying transaction, but I'm sorry for that in my last podcast. But transitioning into another studio in a quiet area. But uh, I have a little time just to uh, say hello to you guys, the ones that's watching, the ones that's following me, and the ones that's even the curiosity seekers, what's going on in this podcast. This podcast is called Connecting the Dots. And what I mean by Connecting the Dots, you know how you get a bunch of dots and you can have them scribbled everywhere. But once you, that, it doesn't mean nothing once you, when, when you look at them. But when you start connecting every piece together and every dot together, it could become any, any type of picture that it was meant to be, but it would take time and it would make a connection that will form a beautiful picture or form a reality or art figure that you was trying to connect. You know what I mean? And it's just like the Bible. The Bible is about connecting the dots. The Bible is about you got to read the Bible. You got to you got to connect the Bible. You got to dispensationally, you know, put the, uh, the Bible in the right perspective. <clears throat> And uh, what I mean by dispensationally, I've mentioned that before. Dispensation just means to dispense. <clears throat> Excuse me. God just dispense certain things and certain duties or certain projects to certain saints all throughout the Bible. So everything about the Bible is not the same. It's just dispensed a certain way by our Heavenly Father. Well, I have a special short message today about salvation. And I, it's been in my spirit to uh, really get involved in more of telling people about salvation. I was listening to this sermon yesterday, and uh, uh, I'm listening to a series from one of my uh, my teachers, my out pastors. I have several different pastors that I call pastors if they are going by that name. And he was teaching on that and about salvation. I, I just found that interesting because, you know, we can, we and myself can teach on a lot of things, healings, uh, baptisms, tithing, or, you know, uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit and what it, what, when do you get filled with the Holy Spirit or different subjects like that. But I have to remember that is I'm going to suddenly run into people that is not saved that's listening to my podcast. I call them the curiosity seekers. They're seeking how to be saved or they're seeking, they heard so many subjects about salvation and uh, or how to be saved, whether it's from a church, uh, whether they uh, attended a church uh, by being invited from a friend or from a family. Salvation is all you need to be saved. You got to be saved. Old school, you just got to be saved. You know, you got to save Christ in your heart and, and all that kind of jazz. But salvation, typically, you have to know which what salvation the Bible talks about. You could be saved in different ways. Okay, let me just uh, give an example. You could be saved from a car accident. You could be saved from a bad relationship. You could be saved or be saved, excuse me, certain foods you eat. When, uh, when people, doctors tell you well, not to eat or whatever like that. That's a part of uh, being saved from that. Uh, it's different definitions of being saved. 
But the most important thing, and most of those are physical, okay? Let me just put that out there. Most of those are physical. But the salvation I'm talking about today is your soul. That's what I'm talking about there, your soul. Do you know, first I want to talk to the believers, that, that the ones that call themselves believers. And this might uh, touch certain believers a certain way, and it might bother them or it might make them upset. But I'm going to throw it out there because my main concern is for you to be saved. My main concern is for your soul to be eternally secure in Christ. Let me say that again, that your soul will be eternally secured in Christ. So I'm just going to be candid with you. I'm going to be transparent with you about this message today about salvation. Okay? I'm not going to be going through a lot of scriptures. Okay? But I'm going to just be talking to you plainly in a paraphrasing type of way about your salvation. What do you know about salvation? If someone asked you, and I had this on my other podcast, I mentioned this on my other podcast, a few podcasts back, which is very important. I'm going to be mentioning this and bringing this up a lot in my podcast on different subjects I'm going to bring up. Salvation. What is salvation to you, first of all, body of Christ? First of all, so-called saints, what is salvation to you? Secondly, the unbelievers. What does salvation mean to you in a spiritual sense? What have you heard or been taught the way you need to be saved? And the reason I'm mentioning this is because I want, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going somewhere here. I want, to, I want you to get in touch with me. I want you to leave a voice message. Please do that. And uh, just let me know how was you taught to be saved. What did these people tell you about salvation or what did the ministers or the pastor of the church told you, uh, teach you about salvation? Very important. Not only for the believers, but also for the unbelievers and for the curiosity seekers, I like to call you. Okay? Do you think about eternal life? And if you do think about eternal life, what is your definition of eternal life? You get back in touch with me, we we can get into scriptures, we can get into Bible verses. Because I know a lot of you don't have your Bibles with you, just passing through or whatever like that. And the ones that are listening, what do you know about salvation? Okay, to to the ones that's following me, or to the ones that's listening to my podcast, how often do you read the Bible? How often do you study the Bible? How often do you pray? And I'm talking about myself too, because I find myself not doing that enough. So I always include my, include myself and my teachers, because like I say again, you say, Joe, you always say this. Yes, repetition is very important. As I teach, I learn. As I teach, I learn. As I teach, I learn. And I want you all to get that in your hearts. When you learn the Bible, whether it's you study yourself or it's taught by someone else, excuse that sound, and whatever that is, you must be a person that's willing to learn before you can go out and teach. Okay? You must be willing to learn something that's an importance of the Bible before you can go out there and teach it to someone. All right, you must be saved first of all. First of all, according to First Timothy two and four, what is the will of God? The most important will of God today 
and a lot of you probably never heard this. You come up with all kind of things. If I ask that, you will come up with all kind of things that what is God's will today. But the most important thing, the most important thing, and the most important thing in God's will, if I could put it that way, the most what is God's most important will today is for all men to be saved. Now, men meaning men and women biblically. So don't get offended, young ladies. I mean, men and women. That for all men and women, that's why I put emphasis on it, to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. For all men and women to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. That's God's number one will today. Salvation first and then everything else later. Studying to show yourself approved according to 2 Timothy 2 and 15. That comes after salvation, not before. Because you need your spirit quickened. And the only way your spirit man can be quickened, which quickened means made alive, brought to life. Your spirit man is dead now if you're not saved. Now I'm talking to the unbelievers that's listening. <laughs> Excuse me. Unbelievers, if you're not saved, your spirit man is dead, okay? So you're being dominated by your flesh. Your spirit man is dead, so you've been dominated by your flesh. Okay. The reason I'm saying, bringing all this up in this short podcast, because salvation is the key of eternal security with God. Making it plain and basically, I ain't got no fancy words to use I don't have no uplifting, you know, in your windows to say. All I got just got to say, when it comes to salvation, you must be saved. You notice I didn't say born again. I say you must be saved because when you're saved, you become a new creature. You're not born again. That's a misconception. Now, I don't have no problem with people using that. I'm not finna debate nobody about being born again. We can we can get into that, but that's, that's not important right now. When you become a child of God, you become a new creature. The born again concept is for Israel. It was for Israel, the born again, because they was born. They was God's firstborn, and they needed to be born again. That was for Israel. But for the body of Christ, that concept came into the body of Christ, came into the saints today by different teachers of the church. It was just misinterpretation because they didn't know the plan of Israel, about Israel being God's firstborn. You probably didn't know that either. Yes, Israel is God's firstborn, not Jesus. Jesus was begotten. Jesus always been. He was never born. He used the concept as the son of God, as the second of the Trinity. Okay, so Jesus was never born. You know, he's not God's firstborn. He's begotten of God, a difference. God's firstborn is Israel. God's firstborn of Israel, okay? You know, we can get into that. And when you come in and ask questions, I know you see us and I show some scriptures to show that to you. But in this podcast, I just want to talk about salvation, being saved. How do you know you're saved? First of all, believers. Now, I'm going to ask you something. How do you know you saved? If I asked you, and I would like your input to message and voicemail me. Voice message me and tell me how you got saved. By this way, we can look at biblically and know if you saved or not. Now, this might be scary to a lot of you all. And a lot of you guys and, and, and does not want to take that challenge. It's okay. But you got you to look at, you got to swallow your ego and all that. Because you really don't want to know the truth of how to be saved. Now, this is for the the uh, the new believers I'm talking to. So this is like a twofold message that I'm talking about today. Unbelievers 
and new believers. And I know you have older believers listening too. So it's for kind of for all of you guys and, uh, and ladies. When I say guys, I mean ladies and gentlemen, okay? I don't want nobody saying, you only talk about guys. I'm talking about ladies and men. I love you all. I'm talking about both genders, okay? All right. If you was asked how you were, are you saved? The majority of you probably would say, yes, I am saved. But if you was asked, how do you know you're saved? It would be a hesitation. And most of you will have a hesitation. You will come up with all kind of reasons why you think you are saved and going to heaven. And that's no doubt. That's, that's, that's going to happen. If I talk to 50 people, I believe, I may be wrong, but I believe the majority of them will have a different version of how they got saved or they are here from someone else. And they will agree with that. But if I ask, show me the scriptures that showing that you are saved, you all will come up with certain scriptures. Probably some of you with the same scriptures because that's what you was taught in church. You know, church meaning the building. Church meaning the building. Whether it's from your pastor, whether it's from an evangelist, or whether it's from different members in your church, you will come up with different reasons on how you got saved. Okay. Now, the, um, that's okay. The, this, this is the issue with that. Because if you don't come up with the right scriptural verse of salvation for the church today, it's going to be a lot of confusion with people that's not going to get saved. If it's not lining up or con- the dot is not connecting of the right way to, of salvation, if I can put it that way. This is a very important message because I, I want the body of Christ, the one, the believers that are saved to really know that they are saved. Okay. Because I'm going to be honest. Some of you are not really saved. Some of you are just church goers. You quote a lot of scriptures. You throw a lot of verses out there and you, you know, I'm just going to be real, you know, with you right now. And they just, they're just not the right scriptures that belongs to the church today. And those things are not happening in your life and you know, they aren't. Most of the time, those scriptures you throw out is not happening in your life. They make you feel uplifted, you know, and they bring a lot of smiles to a lot of people. And everybody say amen or hallelujah. But are those things working in your life today? The majority of the time is not. And you know it's not. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just being real, you know, because I look at myself too. I, I used to do the same thing. I used to do the same thing, even about salvation. But let me stick to salvation because this is very important. You must be saved. You must, your spirit must be quickened. Quickened mean made alive, according to the book of Ephesians. Quickened mean made alive. Your spirit man must be awakened to have any kind of promise or eternal security with Christ. Okay? How do you get saved, believers? Because your knowledge of you knowing how to be saved is going to affect the unbelievers that you are so-called witnessing to about salvation. And that's what you should be talking to an unbeliever about. First of all, is their soul being saved? Salvation, not no other deeper things and concepts about the Bible. Now, I'm not saying if you do that is wrong because that's good. But if they are not saved, if their spirit is not awakened, it's not going to help them at all. And I'm talking to the believers that are saved. 
Okay? So I want you to just think about that. Make sure you know the way to get saved. Make sure that you are saved before you can tell somebody else how to be saved. Not what church you need to go to. Not what denomination you need to join. Not what pastor you need to listen to. That's irrelevant. That does not mean nothing. The Lord is more concerned about your eternal security and salvation. Not how much knowledge you gain about the Bible. Because if your spirit is not made alive and your spirit man is not weakened, he cannot feed off that because he's dead. And you need a quickening. You need an awakened spirit. Okay. You need an awakened spirit. All right. Now, I have some different Bible teachers I would like to do. And people might that even know me might say, well, what do he know? He think he all that. No, I don't. It's a lot that I have to learn. I'm learning and then I teach. I learn and then I teach when the truth is revealed to me. And it's revealed to me by the Holy Spirit. That's within any believer. Okay. First of all, you got to remember when you become a child, a true child of God, not a church goer. I'm talking about the child of God that's in the organism of the church, the body of Christ. I always say the body of Christ because that's the church today. We're not the kingdom church, okay? I'm finna make some people mad. We're not here to bring in God's kingdom. We're not the kingdom church. I hear that a lot in this this wrong teaching. We're not the kingdom church. We are the body of Christ. The kingdom church was Israel. The kingdom church was the Jews. The kingdom church was the 12 disciples. Jesus' earthly ministry was teaching the kingdom of heaven. That was the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. That was the way to get saved for Israel. You don't get saved or you cannot get saved or you're not saved by going through the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and bring it for today for salvation. I know this is new to a lot of you guys, but this is the true word of God. Call me. Voice message. Leave me a message. and I'm going to, We'll do some teaching on that. You're going to find out a lot of that off of uh, my teaching on the Bible, the big picture. But you have to be patient and listen to my whole teaching on that. I know I haven't... Um, been teaching that uh, lately because I'm in transition and a new uh, studio so I can get a better podcast. I'm going to have guests on there. I'm going to have what you have on your heart and what you feel about the Bible. We can go from there. Okay. But I digress. What do you know about salvation? How do you know you're saved if I asked you? Some of you might get mad and some of you might get aggravated because I'm a question person when it comes to your salvation. I'm going to question you, not to put you in a corner, but to help you. You know, you can debate it all you want to, but if it, not, it does not line up with God's word, it does not connect the dots with God's word, it won't mean nothing. So I'm just, I'm just throwing my heart out there, okay? You know, it has nothing to do with your struggles in life or nothing like that. We all struggle. I struggle daily with my mind, man. There's some things I have in my head I hate it, man. I struggle with a constant struggle of certain habits that I don't like. But that has nothing to do with salvation, okay? That is another teaching. I'm still going. I got to do some teaching on healing. You know, I got to do some teaching on healing. It's signs and wonders and miracles for today. And people, you we need to get into that, you know. Because we are being deceived by the enemy. We are being deceived. He's using churches to to lure us into a deception. Not only for the signs and wonders and healing, but salvation. Satan don't want 
people to know about the true way to be saved. He wants confusion. God is not a confuser. Satan is. He's a deceiver. He's a he he deceives. You know. He used subtle ways. He's crafty. And that's why you have so many different denominations in the church today. And I mean church buildings, not the body of Christ, but in church buildings, okay, that are not saved. They're churchgoers, but they're not really saved, okay? Now, this it's not a very happy thing a lot of believers might not uh, really want to hear, but it's the truth. It's from, it's from our heart. And I'm sure the Holy Spirit will agree with me on that. You know, and I'm not saying it out of arrogance, but it's just when you line up with the word of God, when you read the book of Romans, when you read first Corinthians, when you read the Apostle Paul. Oh, yeah. Later, I'm going to do a teaching on who the Apostle Paul and why his teaching is important as essential for the body of Christ today, for the Gentile church today. Very important. OK, I have a lot of catching up doing on teachings, which is very important for the believers, the true body of Christ. And the reason I say the true body of Christ, because everyone is not believers, even though some of you might be listening here, are you're not really true believers. If I ask you certain questions and tell you how to be saved, but you still have a chance to really be saved. Okay. All right. With all that said, I just wanted to throw that out there. And I really want some of you all to really leave a voice message. I have not got a voice message. It's okay. But I know some people are listening to me, believers. And then I have the curiosity uh, people that's listening to me, you know, for different reasons one another. Then I have ones that's curious about salvation. I'd rather not. Have, I, I really don't want a person to really listen to these the deeper teachings that's not only on this podcast, but, you know, certain ministry you listen to until you get your soul and your spirit, man, right with God. That's that. I'm just being point blank. Salvation is the most important thing. You can listen, but once I tell you how to be saved, give your heart to Christ. You're not promised day by day. You're not even promised. We are not even promised this second, but if something happened to me and I just happened to die or whatever like that, I know where I'm going. But do you? Do you know? You might think, but do you really know you're going with, to be with Jesus in the heavenly places? Your spirit, man, anyway, because the body's going to be uh, resurrected later if you're dead and if you're passed away. But if you're alive, you're going to be talking with Christ. But anyway, your body's going to be <clears throat> renewed according to Second Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians, fifty to fifty-one. Okay, I might be quoting that wrong, but I don't have my Bible right by me now. I'm just doing a little basic talk with you guys. Okay, but it will be a catching away of the body. You know, whether you're alive or dead, you're going to be in the heavy places if you're part of the body of Christ. But remember, are you saved? And I'm going to tell you right now how to be saved. If you're not saved according to 1 Corinthians 15, 3 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 to 4. If you're not saved according to that verse, you're not saved. I'm sorry to tell you, you're not saved. Now, some of you believe in his death, burial, resurrection, 
And you once you believe that, that's okay. You're saved and you believe what he done according to what he done on the cross. Now, Easter's coming up. Some people celebrate Easter. I don't celebrate Easter because, you know, uh, that's another reason. Or they call it Resurrection Day. You know, and it's a it's a reason, but I don't knock nobody else. I just I I, I talk about it. I laugh with you, and I you know, and I would be partake partaker of it. But you know, when it comes to the real meaning of his resurrection, of his death, first of all, his burial and his resurrection, that's more important than celebrating the holiday, because you must know the real meaning why Jesus. Was rose again. Not only why did he die, why he was buried, but without his resurrection, nothing else means nothing. Anything else means nothing, you know. Okay. So you must be saved according to Apostle Paul's gospel, which is the gospel of the grace of God, according to Acts twenty and twenty four. We're in the age and the dispensation, the gospel of the grace of God. We're under the God's grace. God is not imputing or you know charging us with sin today you know so all the thing we have to do is believe what his son done not the kingdom gospel which they had to believe that Jesus was their king of who he was today's gospel today we got to believe what Jesus what Jesus done on the cross which is his death the burial resurrection not who Jesus was now it's very important to believe who Jesus was yes you can go through the four gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, John and read who Jesus was what he done on his earthly ministry but Jesus earthly ministry and his heavenly ministry are two different gospels his earthly ministry was for the kingdom of heaven as for Israel to bring salvation to the Jews so they can go out to the Gentiles okay that that was postponed later because of their unbelief and then God through the Apostle Paul brought in the gospel of the grace of God. The kingdom was under the law. They had to obey the law. The gospel of the grace of God, you don't have, you're not under the law. The law does not mean nothing anymore because you saved by God's unmerited favor. You saved by his grace. Do you know that? And if you do know that, which gospel that you think you got saved under? If you think you got saved under the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, I'm sorry to tell you that gospel is no more. Is it a true gospel? Yes. Was it a gospel of salvation? Yes. But it was for the Jews back in the past. It's on proselytes. But the salvation, the way to get saved today is under the teachings of the Apostle Paul, which is the gospel, which is, excuse me, the gospel of the grace of of God the gospel of the grace of God we are saved under grace we're not here to bring in the kingdom you cannot bring in God's kingdom God's kingdom was going to come on earth after the seven year tribulation God is going to bring in and usher in his own kingdom he never used people to bring in his kingdom the kingdom ministry would be back in fruition because the Jews would be preaching the kingdom of heaven message to bring the heaven back. Kingdom of heaven just means heaven from the earth. The kingdom of heaven. Oh, let me get this right. Okay, take your, take your time because there's so much that needs to be taught here about salvation. The kingdom of heaven is just an earthly kingdom coming down from heaven. That's all that means. That's what Israel has been seeking all their lives, not to go to heaven, but for our earthly kingdom down here on earth. Okay? But the body of Christ is a whole new mystery. The body of Christ is a mystery. 
It was never prophesied. It was never foretold like the kingdom of heaven. Nobody knew about the body of Christ because it was hidden in God. <clears throat> it was hidden in God. So this way of being saved by the grace of God was never known. Now the prophesied kingdom was known and how to be saved, uh, you know, uh, by repenting being baptized and being filled with the Holy Ghost, that's what the majority of the church today believe is the way to be saved, okay? The majority of the church believe that the deficit, but 90 to 95% of the church, or even more, believe that's the way to be saved today, which is not, okay? You got the voice matches, you got a debate with that, and which I don't debate, but if you got scriptures to show that, I'll show you some scriptures too, and we'll go from there. But be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And that's a teaching from the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul is the apostle for us today. Not the 12, not the 11, not Peter and his ministry. That was That's for Israel. Our teachings for today is under the Apostle Paul, Romans through Philemon. The book of Romans 1 all the way to 5 teaches us about our salvation and our past sin nature. That's the way to get saved today by Acts 20 and 24, the gospel of the grace of God, we're under grace. We get saved by following Paul's teaching on the death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, of what Jesus done, not who Jesus was. We get saved by what Jesus done, his death, burial, resurrection, not who Jesus was, like the kingdom of heaven teachings, like the uh, the, uh, the, the 12 apostles taught, and like Jesus' earthly ministry. When he came on earth, they had to believe, Israel had to believe he was their Messiah. They had to believe that he was their king, not the Gentiles. The church of the day, the body of Christ, Jew and Gentile, Gentile and Jew, we just have to believe of what Jesus done and the death, burial, resurrection. Okay? So if you think you are saved under the kingdom program, you're not saved. If you know you're saved by believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, simple as that. Because the kingdom program, you have to be under the law. And I know a lot of you are not following that law because you've been stoned a long time ago, all of us, okay? You have to repent. Repent means change your mind, not stop your sins because nobody can stop sinning, okay? So repent is, other, is, is another misteaching of the Bible. Repent means look it up yourself in a, uh, Webster, six, uh, you know, the 1611 Webster's or the 1800 Webster. <clears throat> I'm not sure which one, but you look in the dictionary about the old English literature and then let you know what repent really means. Mostly, basically, we read the Bible, repent means change your mind or feeling sorry. Or when God repented, he felt sorrow. He, he changed. He felt sorrow. Okay. God doesn't never change his ways, but he uses people in different ways, okay? So salvation, the way to be saved was different ways in the Bible. Dispensationally, God dispensed different ways to be saved in the Bible. You need to find out, and I need to find out, which I know now, how, which salvation is for you today, before you can claim that you're going to heaven and be able to teach someone else, okay? All right. So I wanted to get that out there. And if you hear background noise, it's because the heater came on because I'm just doing this on my phone real fast. Okay. I went longer than what I thought, but that's very important. I want you saints, believers, curiosity seekers, unbelievers to know there's only one way to be saved. First Corinthians 15, three to four. That's first Corinthians 15, three to four. It's the only way to be saved today. Okay. Now, 
you can have debates on that or whatever, or you can just say, well, Joe, I believe, you know, Romans 10, 9 and 10, which was, you could be saved there. Well, okay, that's what you believe. You know, that's what you believe. But I'm, I would tell you right now, that wasn't, that's not a salvation verse right there either. That was talking about Israel, what they need to do. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. But I just wanted to, won't you say, hmm, believers, do you, if I ask you, are you saved? What would you say? Do you really know you saved and how you get saved? Because that, that needs to be asked. Okay. And unbelievers, you need to get saved. And the way to get saved is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Keep that thought in your mind. Message me for your curiosity seekers and you believers, you know, show me some verses and we'll go from there. Okay. Because I'm just here to speak the truth. The best that I know. I learn as I teach. I learn as I teach. I'm going to keep saying I learn as I teach. I don't know everything, but I learn as I teach and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Okay. So I'm going to end it with right there. And I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys. And I didn't even put a title on this because salvation is very important to you. And the ones that's not saved need to be saved. And the ones that think they saved need to question if they're really saved or not. And according to what verses they think they're saved. The kingdom program or the gospel of grace. Do you even know what gospel you are under? And I bet you the majority of you don't. That's very that's sad. But that's just the truth. The majority because I didn't know either. Which gospel you call yourself getting saved under. Okay. You need to know the truth so the truth can make you free, according to John 8 and 32. So let me pray out. Father, in the name of Jesus, I hope this message reached the hearts of the believers and the unbelievers. And I hope they just find it to themselves and really search the scriptures or talk to someone and really search and question their salvation. Not are they saved or not, but are they really saved or how they got saved? And do they know the difference between the gospel of the grace and the gospel of the kingdom of heaven? Okay, so Father, I pray for them, Lord, not just thank you for what you have shown me and what you have put in my heart in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank God. I pray for my body, the body of Christ and the saints. Love you all. God bless you. Bye bye. Peace out.